Hi there, my name is Bob Judson and you're listening to Leading for Life Stories. I'm delighted you're here and I'm really glad to, uh, to have you on my podcast and I very, very much hope you enjoy it. Welcome to episode eight of the podcast series. And this week, what I wanted to do was talk about another thematic issue. And it's an important one because it's all about personal resilience and self-care. And I think the interesting thing about this is most people instinctively get a feeling that, yeah, this is quite important. It's important to be resilient. It's important to take care of yourself but actually, when you really sit down and look introspectively at what you do to look after yourself and talk about work-life balance and quality of life in terms of what you're physically doing, most people actually do less than they want to do, than they think they need to do. And in reality, in the work environment, it's really, really important you pay some attention to this, not just for yourself, but for those around you that you create the space that actually it it enables them to actually be in a position where they are personally more resilient. And I'm going to talk a bit about why I think that's important. I'm going to talk about some of the things I think you can do to help yourself in this space. Uh, and it's it's an area I do workshops on and, and take companies through as well. So there's stuff in here that I think should be, I hope, of, of real interest and, and also relevance to uh, to everyone. It links to some other things. I've talked about the loneliness of command, the challenges it brings when you're in command. And for me, at least, that that is just another really important aspect of why you need to be personally resilient. Because if you're in those big leadership roles, then you have additional challenges anyway, and you need personal resilience. You need to be in a position where you can deal with the tough days and still come back in good order the next day, the day after, the week after, the month after, etc. And you're there for the long haul. You're not there for the Monday to Wednesday kind of engagement. You need to be there the uh, the entirety of time. And I think there's also an issue here that there's a general unwillingness to share. And on the back of what's recently been World Suicide Prevention Day, I think this is particularly important because Sharing is an issue. It's a huge issue. It's a particular thing for men. Uh, if you look at quantities of male suicide versus uh, female suicide, it's completely disproportionate. And resilience, again, is relevant in this space because too much stress coupled with less than optimal personal resilience is definitely a dangerous combination. Because if you've got a more resilient approach to life and this we're not just talking about physical fitness and things here we're talking about a lot about mental resilience mental stamina then that will help you and another thing that will absolutely help you is good self-awareness good personal honesty because if you have that then you're in a better place in terms of identifying when you're actually needing to battery recharge needing to think about how you actually might do stuff differently uh, and when it's time to uh, to take those steps to do that. It's absolutely no good to just press on saying it's going to be fine because it probably isn't if you're in that position. You, you need to think about it quite hard. There's a difference between corporate resilience and personal resilience for sure. And I think you can look up all sorts of definitions. And I did a basic rummage around the internet recently for something I was doing on this. And you you'll get a clear idea from... 
various different definitions that it's essentially relating to what an organization's capable of in terms of response and adaptation and uh, and dealing with disruptions, significant unplanned changes that could threaten operations. And uh, the bounce back is the critical thing. And I think everyone understands that. When I was at Deloitte, I did a lot of work around crisis and resilience and, and developing companies in terms of emerging stronger from challenging times. But the interesting thing is underpinning that in every company, there are lots of people and the people are each individual assets within that organization and their personal resilience is very important. So whether you're a leader looking at yourself or looking at your team, this is key. And personal resilience is all about how you manage difficult situations. How are you going to bounce back yourself from trauma, from stress, from crisis, but also just from the day to day? If you're stacking up too much stuff, then actually it can become a real challenge over time. And you have to turn around and find a way to manage that. You have to find a way to keep the lights on and uh, in terms of mentally and physically so you can continue to do your job well uh, on, a, on a constant basis. And everybody needs battery recharge time. And it's important to recognize when you do and take the time to do the battery recharge. Uh, it's, as I've alluded to already, it's, it's no good just pressing on until you burn out completely because the recovery time, if you do that, is going to be much, much longer. So don't get to that place. Think about how you can uh, can manage your own state. And I think self-scrutiny is absolutely pivotal here. Understanding why and knowing instinctively why it's important to be resilient and thinking about how you can help yourself to be more resilient and also being in a position where you know what your current state of resilience actually is. Because if you if you can understand and know on a day-to-day basis, hour-by-hour basis, how resilient you actually feel, that's going to make a real difference. And asking yourself a few probing questions is helpful in this space, turning around and, and thinking about how optimistic you are. And I'll come back and talk about optimism in a minute. How you respond to pressure. Is that something you do well at? Or is it something that you fold? So knowing that and knowing how to prepare for it and knowing when a pressurized situation is coming on is important. Because if you're thriving under pressure, then that's great. That's helping your personal resilience. If, on the other hand, you you fold and you find it really challenging and more stressful and difficult, then you need to have a different coping strategy to uh, to think about it. Do you panic when you're under stress or do you actually respond and, and in a really positive way and, and react well to it? And I think thinking about life events in that space is important. If you've had traumatic life events, near-death experiences that you've come through, particularly ones where you've had to do stuff to help yourself. I had one of those personally years ago when I was scuba diving where it was a really nasty incident that had I not dealt with it in the way that I did, I would without doubt have lost my life. And I'm convinced to this day that the reason I didn't panic that day and I did actually just go through the drills, work through what I needed to do, was because of the practice that I'd had, the training I'd had, the mental mindset I had that put me in a good place in terms of being able to deal with a very, very stressful situation and being in the moment extremely resilient. Other things that are relevant, though, are the kind of more obvious things around healthy lifestyle, good work-life balance that goes with that, good eating habits, good exercise habits, getting enough sleep, that sort of thing is is critical. 
but also just your overall mental state makes a difference. If you're one of these people that dwells on past issues, uh, looks back constantly and just feels that you can never let go of things, that's not helpful. Equally, if you never know when to quit, if you're just going to persist regardless, push a bad position regardless, then again, that can be really challenging, not just for you, but also for your team. So having a, an idea of, of knowing when to quit, these, these are all things that play into the resilience game. The reason behind you needing resilience is for yourself, for your own well-being, for your own health, for your family, uh, obviously where uh, you want to be able to support them to the best of your ability and, and being resilient is, is important there, especially if you're in a busy work job, taking the sort of your family for granted and not being in a position where you're able to support them because you're burned out from work. That's not a great place to be. Team support, similarly, being able to be there for your team and, and support them and be supported by them at, at appropriate times is important. But the obvious areas as well that you need resilience for are, are crisis. Clearly, that's when you're going through some kind of major crisis, you have to be able to fight your way through that. And just change management. And we'll talk about that in, in a little bit more detail in a, uh, in a second, because all these things are stressors that test your resilience. And being in a position where you actually can uh, understand how you can be better is, is kind of helpful. And there's a whole bunch of things that we could discuss in, in this space alongside the ones that I've already talked about. But things that make a difference to your own resilience are your ability to prioritize, your ability to manage your relationships, work and personal in that sense, your ability to delegate well, your ability to cope under stress, the benefit you get from practice I've already touched on and, and recognizing that in yourself and knowing that you have to train and prepare and cycle through things in order to be good under pressure. It's amazing how, again, if I look back at my Deloitte crisis time, the people who were best in an actual crisis were the ones who'd been through a crisis before. No great surprise. They knew what to expect. They could manage it better. They knew how that they would deal with it themselves and the, and the things that would like to stress themselves better and they could really work through that. So these are uh, these are all important areas. But we can't cover everything in a single podcast. So let's sort of try and talk about a few bits that I think make a difference. Self-care is critical here. What do you do to actually look after yourself? I mentioned exercise, sleep, eating are the obvious things. But underpinning that there are a whole bunch of other things you can do that turn around and make your life better. And it's very easy to think, yeah, 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 okay, I'll get to that and I'll do that another day. And that works to a point. But if you're really putting yourself under pressure constantly, you need to start actively thinking more about how things you might do. And just a few things to throw out there. Spending time outside. I mentioned uh, on a LinkedIn post recently about this. I think finding time to reflect, getting out of the uh, you know, out of the work environment and giving yourself some space to just declutter your mind and think about what you're doing, getting rest, making sure you do get genuinely get enough rest. And there'll always be times when you can't do that day in, day out. I appreciate that. And I'm not trying to suggest that you know, this is an easy solution. But cumulatively, if you're you know, living on a very limited amount of sleep, that will catch up with you eventually. So you have to turn around and think about how you're going to recover if you have had a really stressful period for uh, for any given, given amount of time. 
setting yourself goals and being realistic about what those goals are and not trying to do too much is a, is a really important feature of this as well. Taking time to reflect, looking at you know what you've actually done in terms of achievement of your goals. Does that make sense? Does it feel right in terms of uh, of how you've achieved it, how you've gone about it? All of these add potential benefits into the resilience tank uh, and you know, you're putting cash in the bank as it were for later on if you've got some of these things that are, that are helpful. Managing expectations for yourself uh, is really key, I think, as well as obviously for your team and, and looking after your team is important. Protecting time. If you say you're going to take time to go to the gym, go to the gym. Don't lose that time. Don't allow yourself to be bumped off it. To prioritize better if you're not good at that. And, and that might mean you physically need to put stuff in the diary. Learning to say no to things obviously is important as well. Being disciplined in the rounds about what you're going to do, but at the same time being kind to yourself, recognizing that you need time for you. You need time to do sport. You need time to go and do whatever your hobbies are, whether it's reading, getting out on the motorbike, those are things that work for me really well. I love getting out on my motorbike. It's just such a such a huge stress reliever um, because it's testing me. It demands my attention. I have to focus on it. I can't not focus on it properly, obviously. And, and therefore, it's just relaxation. It's just taking me away from other stuff that's a pressure. Dogs is another one. I mean, I've, we've got two dogs. The, taking the dogs out is an absolutely wonderful thing. I find it really, really relaxing and great to be able to do that and any of those things do really help bizarrely one of the things i discovered um relatively recently actually is cold showers and it might sound really strange in terms of a de-stressor where everyone thinks that's horrendous but actually it really works i watched the wim hof freeze the fear series that was on tv here in the uk and he comes up with this particular methods around managing your challenges in your life and and putting aside some of your stresses as a result of things like some some of the cold therapies and the cold shower thing really does work if you actually get in there and try it and time it get in and build yourself up start start warm and then go cold and and actually do limited amounts of time to start with 15 seconds or something and then build it up and i, I got myself up to two minutes which i was quite proud of really because two minutes under a freezing cold shower i would never have expected i'd be able to do that and the amazing thing was, by the end of that two minutes, it was not difficult to stay there. And when you got out, it felt amazing. It was really was good in terms of an energizer and a real kind of um, motivator for uh, for setting you up. So it's something I would would heartily recommend if you uh, if you've never tried it. I've got to give credit to a company I work for as well for uh, for some of this. I do I do work for uh, KWC Global. Because they do this really well, they do a bunch of this stuff on on resilience, and and we do workshops with uh, with different teams. And some of the ideas that that I'll come up with in this next section are definitely things that they lead on and and have taught me a lot about uh, about this stuff as well. But I think it's in terms of times you really need to think about how you're going to be resilient. Crisis is one, change is another one. And you know, you hope you don't have too many crises around, but you're definitely going to have change to manage for sure. And it, there is a change curve that's well established out there, the Kubler-Ross change curve, that talks about going through a phase of shock, denial, frustration, depression, experimentation, decision making, and integration. So ultimately, 
your morale and competence takes a real dip when you go down through the frustration and depression phase, but then climbs back up the other side as you start coming out of it over time. And I think everybody will have experienced that initially when something happens, particularly if it's unexpected, then managing that is is difficult. And it tests your resilience. The more resilient you are, the better off you're going to be in terms of managing your way through that kind of change process. Crisis is more sudden, can be really dramatic. And, and again, it's about how you manage the initial crisis for sure, but it's also then about how you actually deal with the stages immediately after that. You know, your adrenaline's running when you're in the emergency. What happens after that? Inevitably, you become less resilient and challenged in in, in a physical and a mental way. Uh, and then potentially, actually, as you start to recover, then you boost yourself back up again as you uh, as you come back out of uh, out of the crisis. And examining what happens, self reflection, team reflection, etc., on the back of those is so crucial to being able to turn around and get the best from it. Learn how you've got things or how you've developed things that you can actually take forward, so that the next time you are that much more resilient, you're that much better prepared. You're in a position that you uh, you really feel that you can handle it well. Some things that make a big difference, though, emotional management, being able in times of stress to manage your emotions well, breathing well, thinking about things before you speak, so actually absorbing the facts and making sure you understand what you're actually going to uh, do, and then talking about it, and pausing if you're getting feeling agitated, feeling under pressure, just pause, step back, reflect, then turn around and come in with a more considered response. The kind of instinctive lash out response often is the wrong one and it doesn't help. And you you can find yourself making the situation worse rather than better, which then takes more effort to turn around and, and fix it and improve it. So definitely thinking about how you do that is is critically important. Optimism is very important in this space for sure. If you are naturally an optimistic person, then you are almost certainly going to be more resilient than a naturally pessimistic person. Why? Because for optimists, things that happen are just stuff. It's temporary. It's specific to that scenario. It's not some generic thing that affects everything I do. It's probably external. It's probably not my fault. I'm going to take the positive view that, yeah, I might have had a hand in this, but you know there were others involved as well, and therefore I'm not taking it all personally. Whereas actually, if you're a pessimist, the risk is that you view this is permanent. This is pervasive. It's affecting everything now. Everything has changed as a result of this. And it's personal. It's about me. It's deeply about me. It's my fault, or it's affecting me very dramatically. So getting yourself to a place where you understand that and managing your uh, your optimism is is a real value add if you can uh, can do that. I talked about knowing when to quit, and I think that's really key. If you're if you're in a place where you know that actually it makes sense to uh, to back away from this and and fight another battle another day, then again that can really help your resilience because it can really sap you if you continue to pursue a position or an argument that is ultimately not going to succeed. So do think hard about that as to whether or not that's something you want to do, whether you want to turn around and continue to push when actually it's probably not going to help you in the uh, in the longer term. And ultimately, how much of your 
your capital, your leadership capital, you burning with your team, with your you so your superiors, etc., as well, or your personal relationships. If you if you just pursue stuff relentlessly and without regard for those things, it can have a a bigger effect and longer term effect, not least on, on your uh, on your resilience. Being assertive is quite useful in this space. If you're a very shy and retiring type of individual, you are probably going to find yourself a bit less resilient than someone who is more assertive. So having the right kind of mental approach, I've got a right to be here. I've got a right to express my uh, my opinion. I've got uh, the right answers to the things that uh, that I think are being discussed here. And the words you use, the tone you use, the body language you use are all really important elements of showing how assertive or uh, or not you actually are and again it's it's an aid it's not a it's not a perfect solution it's not going to make you instantly very resilient just by being more assertive but it is something that actually is a uh, is a tool that that potentially really does help and the real key one is which i've already alluded to in terms of the sort of life threatening situation stuff is practice if you if you've had practice at things and you continue to practice and you continue to do stuff, you will naturally build up a resilience. It's an immune response, essentially. You've learned how to deal with this particular situation or a similar situation very similar to it. You find yourself in some sort of situation where you're having to fight your way through a difficult position. If you've been there before, it's easier. And so testing yourself is in terms of developing and practicing and finding familiarity with what you've uh, what you're doing is is so important. The military had a great expression on this which was train hard fight easy. And I think that's right. If you if you, you what you want to do is you want to find yourself in a situation where the the practice environment is at least as tough as uh, as the real environment. So when you're uh, you're doing stuff at work or whether it's at home as well, then actually try and just put yourself through mental drills that actually are going to help you be in a be in a position how am I going to manage this? What what would I do if those kind of things all help to to build up your own personal resilience. And I think that the last comment probably on that is happiness and mental well-being, which brings me back to the kind of whole mental health issue. And it's just so important. If you if you have a positive emotional state, if you're engaged with what you're doing, you you feel positive about your role in the world and your you have meaning to your life and you've got some some purpose and things you're doing and you're proud of your accomplishments then all these things really add up to being very much more personally resilient and and personally robust being busy i think helps uh if you've got too much time particularly if you're feeling low feeling too much time to focus on things that are, are dragging you down is is a challenge so being occupied everyone knows this you know if you if you're occupied and you take your mind off it by doing something different then actually that can really help and equally gratitude being being thanked but also being grateful to other people for the support they give you and the help they give you that actually is useful for you too it makes you feel good if you make other people feel good so it's definitely an area where it's worth putting some thought into. I guess that's kind of all I really wanted to say on this. I think there's there's lots more stuff I could uh, could discuss at, at greater length, but I think it's an area where it really is important from a leadership point of view that you think about your personal resilience, your team's resilience, and 
how you might improve that, how you become more aware of your own state, what you can do, how much practice you can put into to develop yourself and how you look after yourself, how much space you make for your self-care and so on. That's why I wanted to cover this today because I think it's it's something that I think is is really key. And if you don't focus on it, it will be to your detriment for sure. I hope that's useful. I'm incredibly grateful to those of you that have been kind enough to give me some feedback on the uh, on the podcast generally. If you don't already subscribe, then please do. If you haven't reviewed, then please review. That would be lovely too. And I'm always really open to uh, to feedback. And the other aspect of this is obviously I do do this kind of stuff for a living. So if there are things that I say in any of these podcasts that you think resonate with with you particularly, or indeed that you think would be valuable to other people, please share it widely so that other people get the benefit of it. But also, if there's things I can do for you outside this, then and please do get in touch because obviously I'm uh, only too delighted to come and workshop this through or give speeches, keynote speeches, or do one-to-one or uh, even group coaching on on any of these issues because every time I've done that, the feedback's been great and I think it's really enjoyable days and you'll get a lot from it. So if that's of interest, just let me know. That's all for now, though. I hope you have a fantastic week and next week's going to be back to the interviews and I will speak to you soon. Take care. Thanks a lot.